ride on our robot camel. <laughs> yeah, to give you the smoothest ride through the Sahara. <laughs> no, we can't afford that shit. They don't even exist. No. If, we, if we could afford the research and development to build robot camels, wow. that would be amazing. Imagine. But we can't. No one will have a sore ass from riding a camel ever again. This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the planet in style, full-time, for as little as $200 per person per month. And every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Money Mondays episode 026. In today's episode, Chris and Tony from Captain and Clark discuss how focusing on high value services and products rather than simply on earning money directly from your blog is the easiest way to supercharge your income. You only need a few video projects to make a decent amount of income off of it. Yeah, like our writing could be like peas on the plate and then our video is like a steak. Like it takes up more of mm-hmm. that space. And we also talk about the importance of focusing on yourself as a personal brand. All of the good work we've ever gotten hasn't been from us pitching the company has come from us pitching ourselves okay we're back hi everybody hello this is the news i don't even know what to say to that right but it's the news 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 monday news monday news news business business monday news news oh we just went sometime on everyone did we that was like a bit that was completely improvisational i have no idea what that was i think if you're telling me it's sondheim good for you sounded a little sondheim but let's say it was not sondheim too much because we're not wanting to get sued no it was mondheim Anyway, guess what? We're heading to the Sahara Desert. Oh my God, I'm so freaking excited about this tour. Camels, sandboarding, OMG. Yes, so excited. Not as excited about the 12-hour dusty local bus ride that we're going to have to take to get to the Sahara Desert, Mm, but pretty excited about the end result. Because we're going to be Lawrence of Arabering up that shit. Arabering? Arabering. Arabering. It's going to be Lawrence Arabering. I have like the, the checkered scarf and everything. It's, I'm totally going to fit it. Oh, nice. But although it does look like it's going to be like a super long, really uncomfortable bus ride, it does take us via the Atlas Mountains. So that's going to be some really cool views. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully there'll still be some snow up there and we can get some really cool photos on the way. Ooh, yeah. But anyway, the best news, of course, is that we are getting this tour for free. Free bonus. We mentioned last week that this might be happening. It looks like it's definitely happening now. So, you know, if you pitch them, they will come. Yeah. At least if you pitch maybe 10 people, then one or two may come. I so. did pitch a lot of people. Seriously, I'm, I'm not yeah. kidding with this. this I pitched thing. a lot of people. We've said it before. We say it again. We don't just get this stuff for free no, because we send one email and get lucky. We are pitching lots and lots of people until we find somebody who wants to work with bloggers because people still don't necessarily understand what a blogger is. No, and you don't want to come off as looking like someone who just wants to get free shit either. Like we keep saying, you have to prove your value. Yeah, don't kill your credibility by applying for stuff just because it's free or because you want it for free and it's not relevant to your audience. It also has to be relevant to your audience, not just something you particularly want. Yeah, so what we did was we found a local company that had an affordable tour, something that we would be like, yeah, I I would pay that. We're not going to go on like some crazy luxury tour with air conditioning and fancy tents and yeah, you know luxury camels that don't spit or bite <laughs> like robot camels yeah robot that would camels. be awesome to give you the smoothest ride through the sahara <laughs> we ride have... on our robot camels <laughs> yeah no we can't afford that shit and so we're we not gonna... they don't even exist no. if, we, if we could afford the research and development to build robot camels wow. that would be amazing Imagine. but we can't no one will have a sore ass from riding a camel ever again well we're looking forward to those sore asses though 
Yeah, but we don't sell out from our brand. We make sure we stick to affordable options of what of things that we would actually physically pay for. Yeah, but let's face it. If you're going to go to Sahara, you're not going to go without a guide. So we can't be like, oh, no, we should do the super budget cheap, like a complete tramp and just do it on our own. Like that's no, like a suicide mission silly. for wussy city folk like us. It's not going to work. So, you know, this company, which is called Desert Sahara Tours. So Desert Sahara Tours have set us up with some really great prices for a guided tour that even like any budget backpacker could afford. Yeah, so even if you don't get it for free like we did, it's still affordable and very worthwhile going on anyway. Yeah, that's the point. That's what we're trying to pitch to our website. That's what we're trying to yep. find for you guys. But we are going into the desert. We are riding camels. We are going sandboarding. So all of these things, you really want to make sure that you're going to be completely covered if you're going to be in the middle of nowhere with some bitey camel. <laughs> well, let's hope you don't get bitten by a camel. I got bitten by a cow. Maybe I'll get bitten by a camel. Oh, animals like to bite you. Oh, I will keep my hand away from its mouth. That's still, sure. I think if you've got injured in the middle of the Sahara, there's going to be some issues getting out. So having some cover for that is probably a good idea. Yeah. So as you guys know, we do use World Nomads Insurance. It covers most adventure sports. So sandboarding covered. And it's just a more sensible choice than a lot of other companies because they just cover a vast range of these sort of activities. But do double check with World Nomads before you book your policy. Oh that my god, don't just assume. <laughs> that sandboarding is definitely covered because we're pretty sure that it is, but we're I'm not going to go gonna base take... jumping off this really low cliff. <laughs> oh, I didn't make it. Let's it's not... okay. World Nomads will cover me. <laughs> let's <laughs> don't not be a, silly. Let's not assume that you're uh, going to get your stuff paid for. Do double check this before you book your policy. Make sure the sort of adventure sports you are doing are definitely covered, including sandboarding. Do double check that for yourself. We do not want to be the authority on this because we are just podcasters. We are not insurance salesmen. No, but we are discount givers. Oh, yes. We do have the 5% discount for World Nomads. It's our regular discount. If you want to get money off your insurance, no matter how long or short your policy, this will get you 5%. You need to use our link, travelfreedompodcast.com slash worldnomads and then use the coupon code WN for Norman 5DP and that'll get you 5% discount off your insurance. Done. Sorted. Oh, yes. So we've got an interview today, of course, because it's Monday. We're we speaking do. to Chris and Tawny from Captain and Clark and they've piggybacked off their vlog, their video blog, into becoming independent video producers for companies all around the world. This is something really different and we were really interested to find out about their success story. They started vlogging and now they get to travel all over the world, all over the place and keep money flowing into their account by making cool videos for local businesses or DMOs or international companies. It's really interesting. There's a lot of flexibility with what they're doing. A lot of companies around the world want videos these days and they can't afford to pay a massive professional video company. Plus, they want it to look authentic. So getting a, an indie video maker and podcasters to do this sort of thing, and I'm not trying to downplay what they do because they do amazing videos with the equipment they're using. It's really fantastic. No, it's the difference between indie and like that whole, oh, this is an obviously paid advertisement. Yeah, where it's Who too glossy that? and fake. Yeah, so. you don't want Photoshop stuff. You want it to be a little raw, a little cool, then you're going to go for an indie filmmaker. Yeah. They are available and it is possible to make money doing this. A lot of money, in fact. And so they went from casual amateur video makers to full-time location independent pros. If that sounds like quite a fun lifestyle to you, it sounds like one to me. It's a shame we haven't gone into video, but we're doing it the other ways. But yeah, keep listening because Chris and Tawny are going to give you some of their top tips on making money out of video. All right, today we are talking to Chris and Tawny from Captain and Clark about how they make money as bloggers. Hey guys, welcome to the Travel Freedom Podcast. How are you doing? Excellent, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. Marvelous, no problem at all. So uh, you guys are pretty well known for being sort of video legends. You've uh, been doing very well on the video side of blogging, the, the vlogging. Vlogging, yes. Vlogging, I suppose you'd call it, yeah. Mm, yes, thank so, you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it right. So tell us a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry, I completely screwed this up already. We've already just started. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I think it's right for me. Yeah. That, that sounded good. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> 
So, yeah, how important has video been in establishing an audience for your blog? I mean, tell us about your blog a little bit as well. I'm sure the people listening would like to know a little bit more about you before we really get started. All right. Well, like you said, we're Chris and Tani. We started our blog in 2011. Is that right? 2011, um, when we were living in South Korea. And our relationship started around travel. We met while climbing Kilimanjaro, and Chris proposed at the Taj Mahal. And then we got married in a Bavarian theme town in Washington State. <laughs> wow. <laughs> As you do. Nicely summarized. See that? Yeah. <laughs> Were you wearing like full lederhosen for that? We did for our rehearsal dinner, as did everyone in our wedding party. It was magic. Not, not, even, not even kidding. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, awesome. And we have this video footage on your blog of this, or is this a secret private event? No, well, there is no video footage of the wedding itself because oh. we are busy getting married. Because <laughs> you're the only ones that could do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to get someone else to do it for you. No, you they didn't want to walk around well with like, those head cams the whole time, just filming <laughs> each other. Could a GoPro <laughs> wedding. GoPro. Jesus, how cool would that be? Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be cooler. You know, it would be, <laughs> the pictures would be pretty horrible. <laughs> bad here for everyone oh god yeah because the wedding kiss that wouldn't work very well because you're sort of <laughs> you would just like each other's foreheads being yeah it's just no you can't you can't orchestrate that headbutt each other yeah <laughs> you can only have so many drones flying around a wedding before it just gets out of control it's <laughs> true crap all right so before we go completely off topic let's get back to uh, what i was trying to make a question but obviously failed miserably at doing <laughs> So how important has video been in establishing your audience and getting your blog respected? Video, to put it lightly, has been the cornerstone, perhaps the essence and soul of everything that we do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's lightly. I, didn't, I don't want to overstate it. No. We, I mean, we started doing video. I mean, when I met Chris, his mom showed me videos that he made when he was like six. Like he's always had a video recorder, camcorder in his hand and, and he went to school for acting in theater. So this comes very natural to him. It wasn't the same for me, but kind of as soon as we met, I knew that he was going to be good at being in front of a camera. And I just didn't know in what aspect. Captain and Clark was actually a video site for a year and a half before we even started a blog. And then we merged the two because I was making videos while we were in South Korea. And then Tani started writing about our trip. To go along with the videos. Yeah. So when we were chatting earlier, you were saying that you, uh, you had some incompetence in the past. Does this mean you weren't really professional videographers when you started out and you've been learning as you go? Oh, let me, I, I don't even know if I want to give you this little gem, but Chris had a band in high school and the band's name was called Sunday Morning Mexican. We don't, were really good. Don't ask the origin, but. Sounds good, sounds good. If you go to that YouTube channel, you will see our early stuff and it is absolute shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Making use of our explicit rating already? Love Good it. Job. Yes. It's, it's not extraordinary, but it had heart. It had heart. <laughs> your mom liked it, so you're saying. <laughs> yes, our parents loved it. It's like one thumbs up on YouTube and it was your mom. Yeah, yeah our dad didn't even like it, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll see how far we've come and and yes like like your question chris is very self-taught he did go to a few i guess brief training academies yeah i went to the travel channel academy early on but he's altered the way that he edits and shoots and and it fits our style and our lifestyle as well so you've altered it to be really good now rather than really bad that was the main shift yes that's that was our <laughs> yeah that was the tack we were set on <laughs> an interesting tack too yeah i think it's a good strategy it's not a bad idea overall yeah that's gonna work <laughs> 
Now, I think the, the real juicy information is what we're getting to here, because obviously being video legends is awesome, but the money-making side of being video legends is what listeners are going to want to know about. So, you know, is it possible to support a blog of video services? Is that what you're doing at the moment? Is that how you're making the most of your, your cash? We were talking about this the other day, and I think we're still split 50-50. 50% of our income comes from videos that we produce, and then the other 50% is from writing and other various projects. And you know, as bloggers, we have to wear many different hats and you have to do whatever you have to do so that you can keep doing this awesome travel lifestyle that we all have but with that being said video is on the rise and so I can easily see this next year a switch happening where we're making maybe 75% of our income off of video yeah I mean the nice part about video is that they're large paychecks when they come through you can do very consistent writing but you only need a few video projects to make a decent amount of income off of it yeah like our writing could be like peas on the plate and then our video is like a steak like it takes up more of that Mm. space good analogy great analogy nice yeah Yeah, I like that I married her for a reason you know (laughs) hey I might make it to the quotes at the start I don't know yeah (laughs) all right so what sort of companies out there are interested in paying for video production? All of them, large and small. We um, A lot of our work started with sort of small CVBs or convention and visitor, visitor bureaus. bureaus yeah. And those are just small towns looking to get more promotion out there. But now we do a lot more work with large corporations or like medium to small businesses. Yeah, and I think, like Chris said, I think everybody's, this is the year that people are really jumping on board. And I think, you know, we do side work too, where we'll do videos for local coffee shops, where if we're traveling to Paris, we'll reach out to coffee shops and be like, hey, we can make, you know, a video for your website. And so we've had to get creative, but but like Chris said, these paychecks are pretty awesome. And we had to start somewhere. And like, I don't even really want to say, but we used to sell videos for like $25 a pop, like in 2011. And now it's like, I can't imagine doing that. We make so much more, but that was kind of a sacrifice that we had to make to get our name out there. And I mean, you I guess you got to build a portfolio somehow. So you start. Yeah. Like you said, you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And I'm a huge proponent of that. I know it's a controversial topic, but in a lot of ways, I mean, you get what you pay for. And these destinations that were hiring us for 25 bucks, we're getting our <laughs> early videos. So, you know, <laughs> which we've already discussed. Maybe they were worth 25 bucks. <laughs> we've, we've established the value on those pretty quickly. So actually, you got a pretty good deal at your end by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of came out ahead. So I feel like everything grew very organically. We did a lot of our early work for cheap and it was beneficial to the destination because they got it for cheap. It was beneficial for us because we got paid to keep practicing. And we got our name out there. It's like an internship. Yes. Yeah, and you get the whole like as worked with and you can put loads of accolades on your blog about all these companies you work with. Exactly. Which uh, helps you pitch forward to the bigger companies which is obviously what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any tips for our listeners about like a really good way to start pitching these companies? Like what's one major thing you reckon that gets your foot in the door? Build a relationship. Mm. All of the good work we've ever gotten hasn't been from us pitching. The company has come from us pitching ourselves, essentially. Ah, uh, yes. Like so, yeah, go ahead. Networking. So, you know, when we go to these events where there are other bloggers and companies, you know, you see people that'll go and like throw their cards and jump right into it. And that might work for people. Uh, it doesn't work as well for us. But, you know, I want to say like 70% of our work has come from us just like having a glass of wine, talking to this random person that we had no idea who they were. And then, you know, becoming friends and then being like, hey, I 
work for this major company and we need your help. And then it just grows from there. And it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's so easy just to discuss the things that make you excited. So if we have a destination that we want to work with, we usually have an idea first of some video concept that we want and we explain that to them. And if they get excited about it, then we're like, hey, why don't we start this project together? Well, I think having a glass of wine is seems to be one of our main strategies that we've told people on many episodes of this show that the best way to become successful is to get drunk with people who can pay you money one day. Definitely. Oh, preach. Pretty much well, yeah. 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 I think I mean, we support alcoholism. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, alcoholism is business. That's what we see. So it's great. If you don't drink, you're missing out. Put yeah. on the business card. <laughs> yeah. There's a disclaimer no. on this show as well, you know, you know, drink sensibly. Oh, well, yeah. Well, what? No, there's not. No, I mean, legally drink sensibly, but actually don't. We, like, drink mental. We actually have um, single malt scotch listed as an equity partner as Captain and Clark. <laughs> we were trying to get a beer company to sponsor us, but we failed. Oh, so we need to try and get someone so else. Close. We were very close. Oh. They were sort of interested. Bit of back and forth, and then they're like, nah. They're just these, they're, it's a company that just doesn't actually advertise. And we shouldn't mention their name because, you know, they snubbed us in the end. No, yeah, but <laughs> it's such a good beer. It's oh, such a good beer. Maybe yeah. they'll come back when they realize, you know, how much they need you. Mm. It's like Apparently they don't need promotion because they are so awesome and their uh, beer is so good that they don't have a promotion campaign, which is why it was so hard to try and convince them to give us any money at all. Uh, wow, they need you. I'm like, I want to drink this beer now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see? Unbelievable. It's really good. <laughs> I don't think they've got any branches in America yet. Dang it. But no. If you're traveling they're... around England and Europe and Australia, you can sort of get it. I See, I'm completely right. I've got to stop advertising. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on with the actual interview. This is this is crazy. We'll send you an email about them later. Yes, do. do. All right, cool. So, yeah, one revenue stream, about 50% of your income from making videos for companies, which is awesome. Now, we also saw that you've released recently a videography course for other bloggers. Yes. Travel videography. Courses so, are such a great way. Courses are the way. big thing it's right the thing now. At the That's the if way to make have... big the authority to actually bring out your own course and sell it to people it's such a great money generator yeah so how's things been going with setting up that course how long has it been out and what sort of stuff are people likely to learn if they jump on that course it has been out for just over a week now yeah so it's part of the it's part of the travel blog success Success. site and um, this whole new video world you know you look on all the websites and people are asking about how to produce video and where to start and So this is the course if you're wanting to jump into that. Yeah, what I did with it, you know, like I said, I started in the Travel Channel Academy and we went through all this trial and error for so many years. And I just wanted to condense down all of the really necessary information into a course where it would just give it to you quickly and like make it clear because you get so much double talk in the video forums these days. So I just wanted something easy to use that could help anyone from any position like really establish their video skills. Essentially, we were like, what do we wish someone had told us when we started? And then we took everything that we've learned over the past five years and Chris's life and we (laughs) put it into this course. And I say we, but it was mostly Chris and it's I learned things from going through the course that I had no idea about. So it's awesome. Oh, cool. And so you said this is with the Travel Bloggers Association? Travelblogsuccess.com. Travel Blog Success. Okay. So essentially you've partnered up with them. I guess they get a part of the revenue share for promoting you guys and then you get the rest coming to you. So, I mean, I think this is quite a good suggestion, isn't it, for people to partner up with someone who already has the right audience for your product? And giving away some of your revenue is actually very worthwhile because you're going to sell so many more copies of the course. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's only been a week, but has it been encouraging results so far? Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Like, it's such a great community, and the travel blog success guys know what they're doing. I think that's what sets them apart because, you know, as bloggers, we can get kind of into these different groups where there's a lot of negative talk and back talk, and everyone in the travel blog success group is just very uplifting. They're there to help. And the course 
itself is always updated and we've just learned so much from them. So it was great to be able to contribute. Cool. And do you have any other strategies for selling this? Are you doing paid advertising? Are you promoting it just like on social media or do you have an affiliate program going with this? Um, the Travel Blog Success guys do have an affiliate program. If people are interested, either reach out to us or to um, Travel Blog Success and we can get you hooked up with that. That has also been a very nice cornerstone in their success. Yes, that's how we actually found out about Travel Blog Success is because a lot of well-respected blogs we're talking about it and have been using them as well so it's just such a great community yeah so is the the video course is like an add-on to people who are members so when they make a sale well what I'm trying to say is do you have an affiliate that's actually coming back to you directly or is this only really being affiliated through through them through Travel it's a separate course yeah so yeah you could just buy the video course or you could buy it with the travel blog success course I feel like you get yeah I get a discount yeah you get a purchase both together yeah i mean bundle and save right yeah well yeah of course exactly yeah i was just interested because obviously we do a lot of affiliate work and we can recommend to other people as well that if there's a relevant product that's relevant to your own niche then obviously if there's an affiliate program for that product then recommending that product to the people who are your audience is a really good way of making money yes. yeah um so yeah we i was just wondering if you guys actually had people out there on other blogs specifically just recommending your course and yes. if that's yes. an affiliate program that's open yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, they do. And, Correct. And yeah. <laughs> to answer your question, yes. <laughs> yes. Good to know. That's what we're interested in. Yeah. Okay. So how would people sign up for that affiliate program if they're interested in supporting you guys? That's a good question. You can just reach out to us at captainandclark at gmail.com and we can put the pieces in motion or reach out to the, the team at travelblogsuccess.com and they can hook you up with it as well. And I think they're rolling okay. out new buttons and links and stuff this week. You widgets. Mm, that's a fun word. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, I thought it'd be a good child name. It for sounds a while. like an insult, though. <laughs> widget. Widgets. Are you widgets? <laughs> oh, it really does. I don't know if the guys who use the word widget for that on a blog actually realize that a widget is a thing in a can of beer that makes it fizz up like a draft pint. Oh, they have it in Guinness. Too, isn't it? What? Did they realize they stole the word for something that was already really awesome and just threw it into blogs That's and crazy. websites? That I know, it's the little ball that's inside a can of Guinness that makes it all fizzy and draft-like. But it's what makes it awesome. And so maybe it's like, they're like, well, the, our widgets will make ah. things awesome. Make websites awesome. We're going to do some investigative research on this. I think widget goes back even farther than that. <laughs> what? You, you never know. Strong claims. Interesting. Yeah. It'll probably end up being something completely random, like it's the, the bell on a lamb out of <laughs> yeah, the field. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a Welsh word for bobble. Exactly. You might not want to know the history of this word. It's got a dark, not, history. Not. Be careful you dig too deep. <laughs> well, it's true. I was looking up the other day about like the spelling of weather because you've got W-E-A-T-H-E-R, W-E-T-H-E-R or W-H-E-T-H-E-R. And it's like, I was like, what? Because obviously like weather is in the weather, I knew. But the other two, I was like, which one is it? Is it W-H or W-E? And I actually looked it up. And if you actually spell it W-H-E-T-H-E-R, you are literally like talking about a Celtic sheep's bollocks. Wow. Or something. <laughs> this is what I'm talking so, about. Learn something yeah. every day. That's yeah. awesome. Notes to, uh, notes to spell checkers there. If you're, uh, if you're doing a document don't or a blog post, do not put that extra H. Do not put that in. That could offend a lot of Celtic people. Yeah. Very quickly. Dude. You know the word dude? We're very American over here. Yeah. yeah, that actually stems from dude meaning a hair on an elephant's ass. <laughs> There's a specific word for that. How that came to mean like, hey, bro, I don't know. But there we are. What? Yeah. Okay, no. Google it, that my friend. Random. <laughs> 
Yeah, I heard that at school. Someone said it was a camel's ass, though. So maybe it's like a regional difference. Just, maybe it's just various animal asses could be something to do with dude. Oh, no. Uh, there you go. Oh. Weather. The noun weather denotes a castrated ram. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not good. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good. So, I mean, less bollocks and more conversation on uh, yeah. better blogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get back on track again. Too much genital Ooh, conversation yeah. in this exactly. episode already. Jesus. All right. So we've talked about courses and we've talked about doing actual video projects. So well, too- as you guys mentioned before, you said that, you know, being bloggers, you've got to wear many different hats. And so you guys are actually travel bloggers for Expedia Viewfinder and you quite frequently get involved in their Twitter chats. Yes. Yes, indeed. So uh, tell us a little bit about how that sort of works out, how you manage to score that gig. Um, you know, this is where it gets confusing because I don't know who actually discovered us first or how because Spencer Spellman was the genius behind the whole Expedia Viewfinder blog. And he reached out to us initially to do some videos for Expedia early on. I don't know if he noticed us first on Twitter, if he saw our stuff. And we've asked him a few times and he's been very like nebulous about it. Yeah, it's very cloak and dagger. Like, I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> but Sheep's bullets. Exactly. Yeah. But we started doing some work for them and then they launched their Expedia chats, which are just awesome. I love travel hashtagging chats on Twitter anyway. And then when they launched the Viewfinder program, they gave the Viewfinders the opportunity to be involved and host the chats. So now every week you'll see this rotating roster of Expedia Viewfinders that jump in on the chats and, and get to host, which is just, I mean, a blast. So this obviously gets you a lot of extra exposure as well just for running it, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, we get I, definitely more followers with every chat and it's fun to build these relationships as well with other travelers and, and it's always a good time. It's very organic. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And I know you probably can't give us any exact figures, but this pays money, right? It's not something you just do for exposure. Yeah, Expedia is very good about paying fair. I guess I'd yeah. say like we're very happy with the program absolutely I think they do a really good job with it it's a strong program across the board too it's just it's I mean it's a great brand one that we're actually very proud to be affiliated with and they do a really good job of keeping authentic voices and bolstering yeah. their program with just good organic growth and we hope that you know more companies are going to see this and and this year we feel is going to be great for the Expedia Viewfinder team like we've got some awesome stuff coming out uh, and it's only March. And so I hope that other brands can see this and see how this big company is working with bloggers and hopefully, you know, will lead to more, I guess, partnerships like this down the road. Yeah. So you think Expedia are probably on the way to doing more work with bloggers? I think so. I think yeah. they're, you know, they're expanding and like the different branches are as well. And, you know, we're seeing other travel companies jump on board with bloggers too. It's encouraging. Absolutely. Because I think it's been sort of a, a bit of an uphill battle for a lot of bloggers to sort of just get recognized as, you know, people who are worth paying decent money to for our work. Yeah. People understanding the value of blogging. It's it's starting to change, which is awesome. It really is. Thank goodness. Yeah. When will they happen. publish a list of prices that we can charge for things? Uh, when will it happen? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, it's still very much the Wild West out there, but, you know, law and order are rolling through the town. <laughs> it does also mean that we could ask for like $10 million to make one video and be like, oh, that's about the standard price. And they won't be able to find out what the standard prices are online because there just is nothing. So maybe. Because nobody knows. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, I'll have $10 million, please. Yeah, you're going to get that. I, yeah. I feel like a lot Good of luck right. with your video career. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of marketing companies have like, I don't know, a soothsayer from the turn of the century with like bones in the back. They're like, the price should be $1,000. <laughs> and they come back and they're like, well, we consulted the experts and I don't think we can give you more than 1000 for this. 
some like witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy That's shit. That's how it's done. Yeah, I thought that might be what they're up to. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> where do these numbers come from? <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. I'm going to put that out as one of our quotes that specifically uh, Expedia used soothsayers to choose pricings. <laughs> so you guys have said that now. It's on the record. I'm not authorized to confirm that, but. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a little break from our interview with Chris and Tony, and we are going to do our Monday Tool section. Monday Tool. So we are going to talk a little bit about Fiverr for professional-looking video logos. Yeah, as this is a video episode, we thought we'd bring this up. We don't normally recommend Fiverr because a lot of the work on there is a bit basic. It's a little hit and miss It's with really Fiverr. hit and miss because you're only paying five bucks for stuff, right? You so what you pay for. Sometimes you go through the process, you get like three revisions from this person, and they're still only paying five bucks, and it comes back at the end, you're just like... This is trash. This was a complete waste of my time. And I've spent like a week waiting for them to get this thing done. But one thing that we found that is very simple and they always seem to get right is if you want to make a video look more professional, then you can get your video logo done for five bucks. Yeah. So if you go on the Fiverr website, which is spelt with two R's. R's. Already R's R's, at the end. uh, Search up video logos or video intros and you'll see a whole bunch of pre-made styles so you just watch the style choose the one you like send through your logo and they blend in your logo and make it look kick-ass yeah so it's really simple because you can already see exactly what you're going to get unlike if you're trying to get someone to do a custom design for your actual logo or for a podcast cover for example you just really don't know what you're going to get at the end of it you give them a few bits of information and then they completely fuck it up whereas the video thing you just look at it and go right i know exactly what's going to happen with this video all that's going to happen is i'm going to send in my logo and that's going to fit in perfectly to what this already looks like and i know it's going to look cool because they're using these preset things on adobe normally and i know how this works but we don't have any of these presets and you have to pay for these presets and these guys have made their own so that's why they're selling it for five bucks five bucks it takes them 10 minutes to do it it costs you five bucks. I mean, it's a good business plan for them. And you, and wow, you wow your audience with simple, professional-looking intros. because yeah, that first five seconds when your video goes up, that's when people judge you. So if you've got a nice, professional-looking logo at the start, they're going to go, cool, all right, these guys are probably, they probably know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, you might not know what you're doing at all. It might be terrible after the but first five seconds. But you're going to have seconds. a kick-ass logo, at yeah. least. <laughs> at least the first five seconds is going to be like, cool, I will pay wow. attention to this video. Oh, it's actually really shit. <laughs> Uh, that's as hopefully as long as you make something cool after that that it's going to go well okay we're going to get back to our interview some more cool information about videos and i think there's some stuff on twitter coming up so listen out for that okay all right we should ask some more serious questions because it's got very silly in this episode which i like but i know people listening do want to get some information as well so have you got any other methods that you use to monetize your blog other than the stuff we've already talked about no to be completely honest the amount of money that we make from our blog itself is a big fat goose egg. Mm-hmm. I honestly like so, from Captain and Clark, we make zero dollars. That's not entirely accurate, but that's a good approximation. I mean, because a lot of our income is from outside sources and writing for different companies. We also do a lot of work with USA Today online, their food and wine section. And, and hopefully we'll have another big piece or two coming out uh, on other media outlets. But we have little things. We have like Google ads. We have the Amazon affiliate program. But ultimately, it was a conscious decision to keep our blog just true to whatever we thought and felt. And we didn't really want to market it out. So we do all of our contract work on the side. And then the blog, we just keep as, I don't know, it, our, our flag to the world. It very much is like our, our resume yeah. where people can go and, you know, get samples of what we do. And if they like us, they can work with us. And if they're just there for entertainment or want to learn how to travel, they can do that as well. We're actually starting this new thing. Thing, 
kind of today where um, we were getting so many people asking us and you know about their future trips and help wanting advice planning trips that it was taking up hours of our day and we thought these are hours that we could be making we could be charging for (laughs) yeah right and you should be charging for it because you know you're experts at travel just like we are and if people want that sort of expert advice they it doesn't come for free exactly and so i think that's what we're going to start doing you know it's going to be very affordable and we can do skype sessions and we can help with booking and planning but it's like going to a doctor and be asking them to check a mole on your back and then be like, hey, thanks, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, yeah, but going back to what we were saying just before, we've actually been talking about this topic of does your blog make money or is it side gigs that make the money? We've talked about it a lot and we're trying to figure out if there's really a line that you can draw because from my perspective, I sort of feel like if your blog is a portfolio, if the videos you make sort of promote you as it were, I mean, the work you've got with Expedia is, as you said, is probably because they found your videos. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm happening i mean yeah where does the link stop because i would say you are making money from your blog by using it as a portfolio you probably wouldn't have as many video production gigs if you didn't have that the vlog anyway or the blog or whatever i completely so, agree and i think that's exactly how we think of it we it's the one two the blog is our is the networking we were talking about true and then the video work that we do or the writing that we do afterwards is the like physical act yeah and that's true if you look at it that way because if we didn't have the blog there'd be no way for us to really be fat but as far as like passive income, blog itself, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, it's like, I think it's it's really difficult because if people want to just make money or if they say the only way you make money with blogging is by doing advertising and affiliate sales, it sort of diminishes the actual value of the blog, which is, yeah, as a portfolio. Yeah, yeah, I think more and more people are essentially whoring out their blogs to advertisers that don't necessarily fit with their brand. It's a bit of a problem because people think that you have to make money off your blog. They're not thinking outside the box exactly yes. outside the blog yes and that's the big question you know you get asked all the time like i want to start a travel blog so i can make money and i have to stifle my laughter because slap them across <laughs> the face and go don't be so silly if you want to make money yeah, you I mean, probably shouldn't start a travel blog <laughs> you know yeah. it takes work it's a lot of work and i don't think people realize you know what happens behind the scenes we're not just drinking pina coladas on the beach and instagramming pictures of our feet in the sand yeah. <laughs> like, you do that as well i mean yeah, yeah there's obviously some of that which I love, but there's lots of days where we're working so hard that it's 3 p.m. and I'm like, oh, I should probably change out of my pajamas today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't put pants on today. Whoops. It's all right if you like doing it, though. That's the difference. At least it's something that we're passionate about. I'm sure you guys are also very passionate about the travel aspect of things. And if we hadn't started the blog that we started, we'd have never ended up starting this podcast. We'd have never ended up getting the freelance writing gigs that we've been doing, the sponsorship that we've been getting for this. You know, all of these things were spawned from our dirty little blog. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got to say it works, I think, in that sense. But if people think that just having an AdSense banner is what's going to make them millions, then they're probably a bit deluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, this is good advice for everybody listening. Think around the blog. Don't just think <clears throat> yeah. basic blog. I, How can you monetize what you do outside of the blog? Exactly. Go. And that's something where, you know, take your strengths. If you're good at writing, if you're good at talking to people, if you're good at video, you know, just find something you're passionate about or something you're good at and kind of stem from there. Yeah. Okay. All right. We think we've got time for the final question yes my goodness there's always the final question this is our special final Uh question okay so if you could go back to the very start when it all began what advice would you give your past selves oh oh, oh. move the camera 
<laughs> slays me. Travel Channel Academy taught me never move the camera when you're filming video. And I think that's nonsense. I'll fight people to the death on this. Camera movement is the single most dynamic part of filming. It creates tempo, it creates mood, it makes it engaging for people. And if I could relearn anything, it'd be to do that sooner. I don't know oh, about Tony. Gosh, this is hard. Date Chris sooner. <laughs> Oh man, I feel like I have a good one, but I can't reach it. Oh, I would say, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me think. Oh, this is gonna be good. The anticipation is killing me. Uh, I think this is a problem that we've had is stay true to your core values. First, you need to find out what your core values are, but figure them out and then stick to them. So we've done projects that did not align with our core values and it ended up being a shit show and we were just unhappy, clients are unhappy and the final product just wasn't what we'd want it to be. So stay true to yourself, stick to your core values and I think it'll make this whole thing much easier. Not only with travel blogging, yeah. but in life. Oh but, man, you're gonna come across so much more deep and insightful than I am. <laughs> but it's true. That's what I would have told us. I would have slapped us and been like, "Listen, core values, bitches." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't just pimp yourself out for any dollar that comes your way. Exactly. Someone offered us twenty dollars to put a sponsored post on our website oh. today, and I was like, ah. "And we chortled. We chortled yeah, aloud." Like, Who the hell do you think we are? Twenty bucks to pimp oh. ourselves, oh. prostitute ourselves. That's so cute. Good God. <laughs> yeah. $20. Thank you, Mohit, from whichever country you might be from. That was his name. I don't know. He might be from India. But still, $20, eh? That's not going to do it. Ouch. Although, hey, we sold videos for that price. 25. Let's, let's not mince words here. The dollar hey, was stronger back. If I just started the blog, if I just started it and someone had emailed me within a month when I only had like 500 visitors per month and gone, here's $20, I'd have probably gone, all right, whatever which I shouldn't do, and I don't advise to anyone who's just starting out to do that at all. Yeah. But I can see why a lot of bloggers who are pretty new on the scene go, oh, you know, I haven't really made anything from my blog yet, so I'll just take the 20 or $30, okay. and that would be awesome, because then I can say that I'm like a professional blogger. It's like, so, don't do it, yeah. don't do it. Oh, we made, just hold out for the good money. We made that Rookie mistake move. early, early on. Do you remember like back when like the casino oh, links were like getting oh. everybody, and we're like, they're gonna give us $40 to put this random ass link somewhere. <laughs> Oh no. Been there, my yeah. friends. We've all, had, we've all had that. Yeah. Bad decisions. Learn from our mistake. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. People never will. It's when people show you the money and you're like, ooh. Ooh, money. Yeah, ooh, piece of candy. Wide. Whoa. <laughs> you mean all I have to do is sell out completely and destroy all credibility with my audience and I'll get $20? That'll buy me dinner tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a Netflix account. <laughs> Yeah. I can't wait to burn all my friends. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> 20 bucks in my pocket. I'm on top of the world. Don't do it, people. Don't do it. <laughs> all right. Okay. I think we've got to finish there on yeah, that ridiculous well, note. Let's hear a bit about what you guys have got planned for 2015, and we can wrap it up on that. Ooh, we're excited. In about a week, we head off for a little adventure. Um, we can't disclose too much, but if you follow the hashtag picture Maui, a few things might be revealed. Then shortly after that, we're going on a campaign through the Baltics, followed by a wedding in France, and then we're working with the country of Luxembourg for a little while. And then we have a little Ooh. train travel with Eurail, so uh, and that'll take us to June. Everyone's, everyone's yeah. jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah, we're traveling or with Eurail. I don't know, Ooh. just wagon. Everyone's wagon. jumping on that wagon, that carriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're doing a 30-day little trip, so. What are, you, wait, what are you guys doing? 30-day Eurail trip, that's coming up. Ooh. Nice. I love that. We love with them. They're awesome. Such a, it's just such an easy way to see Europe. Yeah. 
I love it. Yeah, it. I love train travel. So do, well, yeah. I mean, and even after India, even after cattle class in <laughs> Let's India. Let's say Indian can... train travel is not as good as European train <laughs> no, travel. Yeah, I'm really honest. excited because I'm sure this is going to be quite clean. Oh, your mind's going to be blown. <laughs> oh, savor it. <laughs> Drink it in. Yeah, we, we've got some crazy announcements about Euro. Will that be coming up in a future episode? Because we don't want to give it all away yet. No, but we are yet. planning some really good stuff. Intrigue. Right dun, dun, dun. Yes. <gasps> Anyway, on that suspicious note, <laughs> we, uh, we will end our interview. Chris and Tony, thanks for joining us on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Ooh. It's almost the end of the show. It's time for travel homework. I know you've been waiting all show to hear this. The homework you can't wait to do because it's so exciting. I love it. So this week, we want you to go out there and solidify your dreams. No, we have not become strange hippies. We are still the crazy alcoholic city dwellers. But really, we do want you to look at your future life a year from now. It's really important to do, actually. Yeah. You need to go out there and write down your goals. It's by far the best way to actually make them happen. Make yourself accountable both to you and to people that you know. Yeah, so say publicly, I want to get 10,000 visitors on my website by the end of the year or within the next three months or whatever. I want to definitely be earning $1,000 a month from my online business by August. Whatever your goal is, make it public. Put yourself out there because then people will actually come back to you in six months and go, didn't you say you were supposed to be making money? So, you know, you've got that pressure where you feel like, oh, I have to do this. Otherwise, I'm going to be letting people down. That yeah, I promised. it's super easy to have private goals like, oh, I'm totally going to lose five kilos this month. And then you're like, we say it all the time. Oh, I really like pizza too much. Damn it. I put on five kilos. Yeah, there's just no pressure to achieve your goals and your dreams. If no, and it people never happens. It. it never happens. Yeah, which is why we're still fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we keep trying to exercise and then really nice food turns up and that's... The hazards of travel. Yeah, good hazards. Happy so, hazards. So anyway, we're going to give you an example. And actually, we're going to set out our goals for the rest of the year because this is really important. And yes, don't feel like if you fail, that that's a failure. If you don't make it to your goals, don't go, that's it, I quit. The point is that it's just a push. It's that extra push. And as long as you're pushing towards it, you are much more likely to succeed. So number one, we want to increase our monthly income by the end of the year to $5,000 a month. Big time. Yeah. Number two. We want to be getting work speaking at conferences around the world. Because we like talking shit. We think we'd be good at public speaking because we're talking right now. We think we're doing all right. We're not speaking publicly. It's a microphone. But who knows? Maybe we can translate that into actual public Exactly. And doing it in front of people. So we think we'd be really good at it. We're going to give it a go. Let us know. We're going to try by the end of the if year. If you're like, yeah, guys, give it a go. But maybe don't say fuck so often. Ah, uh, yeah. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to increase our podcast downloads to 50,000 downloads a month. Yes. Which with eight episodes, that works out as maybe 7,000, 6,500 per episode. Yes. Which is... Share the love. Tell people about our podcast and help us get there. It's pretty ambitious, but we really, really want to push for that. Totally. We also want to up our email subscribers as well. So we want to get that up to 15,000 people by the yeah, end we've of got the about year. Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. So join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income. Or for Travel Thursdays, where we'll help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback. So tweet us at MyTravelFreedom. Or email info at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzy. Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye.